Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Yeah. All right, we are just finishing up the national anthem here. We're going to take about 10 seconds of respect for that. Nate Zielinski sitting next to me. All right. Hey, Nate, that's fantastic. I tell you what, to live in a country that is this free and you and I get to do what we do is so awesome. It's unbelievable, Terry. You know, we, uh, at the start of all of our events, we start off with the national anthem. It's just one of those things that, you know, we're able to, to have a career we're able to have a career in the industry, you and I, of literally, we fish and hunt for a living yeah. because of all the brave men and women and soldier people uh, you know, of, of in this country that are willing to, to support that. You know, another thing at the show here, there's a number of the groups that help those warriors when they come back. You know, there's groups like um, Wounded Warriors and, those, and there's just a number of those groups. Absolutely. Because the outdoors... Uh, Unless you're trying to put an ice fishing tournament series together, the outdoors can be so calming and therapeutic. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it does. It, no, seriously, it helps you emotionally. It does. Definitely. That was a joke, and I'm sure we'll talk yeah, about that definitely. here in a minute. Uh, it's been an interesting ice fishing season. But the outdoors, uh, I, I just, I have a, 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 you know, not only soldiers, but I have a young girl. You've seen the articles I've done who recovered yep. from leukemia, and she used fly tying and now fishing to get her through her second bout of leukemia. The outdoors just brings so much to Absolutely. our lives. And, you know, and I think there's a lot of those women programs now that you see. And we work with two or three of them. You know, I've been an MC for a couple of different events. And there's a lot of women groups that are, you know, getting through the process of fighting cancers and various diseases and then other situations of recovering from it. And yeah, both men, women, and the combination of both men and women, um, the groups that are out there. And it, it is. It's very therapeutic, and it's just... Uh, it's it's tranquil. All right, let's start out. We're here at the ISC show. Let's yep. start with that. Well, I'm sure we'll get to your ice fishing series. That uh, I think you said something about moving it to Saskatchewan or yeah. something. <laughs> Some points in time last week, I thought we had a better chance in Florida yeah. than we did here in Colorado. <laughs> but our schedule set. We're excited about it. You know, next weekend we're at 11 miles. It's our first time ever bringing ice addiction to 11 mile. Um, we're beyond excited about that. Park manager Jacob really uh, really helped us out execute that. Larry Falk did a lot of things. Uh, so ice addiction that was originally supposed to be at Boyd. Boyd is not not safe. Safety is our number one priority. You right. Know, we, uh, a lot of people get mad at me, and you know, I can't tell you the, the emails I get of some people that are a little upset that we've moved it, but it is what it is. We can't jeopardize safety uh, in the slightest bit, so we are uh, we are all about going there to uh, to 11 Mile instead of Boyd, so we're excited about that, and that tournament's going to be right at the North Shore Boat Ramp. We're, ice addiction, it's not like some tournaments where it's species-specific. It's literally the heaviest single fish wins. And where we're having the event at 11 Mile, we're going to have rainbows, browns, cutthroats. We're going to have big northern pike. We're going to have kokanee salmon. And of all places on 11 Mile, there's one or two little areas that also hold smallmouth bass and perch. Where we're having this event is that option. So we can literally see anything. And, you know, smallmouth bass at 11 Mile, very few people even know they're in there. The ones that do know they're in there know it's a sleeper for some big fish. And they don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, so Again, now you th you think they were mad at you before? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait, 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 hear this. So, so let's quick go through what what the lineup looks like, and then how they can keep track of it. And then let's talk what we're doing for here. sure. You know, so the ice addiction lineup. We're at next weekend on January 20th at 11 Mile Reservoir out of the North Shore Boat Dock. We're excited about that. The next weekend we're at January 27th at Pine View Reservoir in Utah. Uh, another tremendous fishery. Uh, a lot of warm water fish in there. We're excited about that. Then after that we come back. And it's February 3rd. This was originally supposed to be our January 6th date at Chatfield, but it got 
got moved to February 3rd, and that event's at Grand Lake, another brand new venue for us. Uh, again, just because the front range is just not, not quite stable enough. So we're going to Grand Lake. That's going to be right in town, right at the beach. So same thing. We're going to have kokanee salmon, rainbows, you know, lake trout, a lot of variety of fish there. And again, same thing. We're very excited to have a, a new diverse fishery with lots of options of fish. So we're excited about Grand Lake. Uh, then after that, we go to Blue Mesa Reservoir on February 10th. Uh, that's going to be at Elk Creek Marina. We are very thankful to say that we have ice there now. Okay. Um, you know, literally 10 days ago, there was 22 miles of open water at Blue Mesa. Oh. It's been a weird year, uh, but Iola is capped from there down to the bridge. Um, we got a lot of ice at Elk Creek, so I think everything's set. You know, temperatures get down to zero at night, even some negatives, um, so I think we're, we're nervous about that one, but I think we're going to be fine. Uh, and then the final event is actually a new event as well, and that's in Idaho. We're going to American Falls, which I am beyond excited about. We went to check out all these lakes. Devin and I, we planned this a year out, so we were out there at American Falls late last winter, early spring, and we're talking to people and everybody's excited. There's a lot of good angling groups out there. And we're like, well, how's the fishing? And this guy literally is fighting a fish, and he goes, ah, it's a small one. I said, oh, what is it? He goes, oh, it's a, it's a cut bow. And uh, they call them hybrids. And uh, I'm like, ah, he goes, yeah, it's small. It's probably only 12 pounds. And he landed a 12-pound <laughs> cut bow. And I'm like, what? He goes, ah, big one's 15, 18. And I about <laughs> fell over. Yeah. So I don't really know what to expect out of this event. I yeah, mean, it's if, crazy. The, if the locals think a 12-pounder's not big. So we're excited to see what, uh, what happens at this event. So if they want more information, of course, they can come to the show. You've got to booth here. you got to booth. What's your booth number? 2603. All right. Now, online... Where else can they Tightlineoutdoors.com. You can go there. You can see the fact sheet, see the rules. You can watch a video walking you through our event because it's definitely a different style event. So everything at tightlineoutdoors.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Tightline Outdoors. We have a live feed talking about the event. We have a lot of information on Facebook about the event. So the website or Facebook is, is obviously the best choice. And uh, we'll walk you through everything. And it's a unique event. There's no doubt about it, but it's also an exciting event. A Polaris ATV from Sun Honda. They were just on here. Sun donates us. We have a, an ATV. 2018 Polaris is a first place prize. Literally, it has to go. It's not a not a, a tagged fish and not a lottery. If a two ounce perch is the biggest fish caught Saturday, the ATV goes to that person. Yeah, so that's 20, awesome. Twenty six thousand dollars in prizes. So that's just awesome. And the prize is given out, and it is a different format. You pre drill all the holes. Yep. It's not. You don't have to have a lot of equipment. No, definitely. You and got if a you don't bucket have equipment, to sit we'll on. It for yeah, you've got equipment. Yep. If you a bucket to sit on and rod, you could win an ATV. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's just Absolutely. that. And so they'll go find. You know, let's switch gears a little. Let's talk about. Where we, what's going on yep. out out there? Um, I, I'm usually by this time of the year I've been out a dozen times on the ice. Right? I've been out twice. Because <laughs> first of all, I've been too lazy and busy to drive, so I wanted to go close to home because yep. there has been some mountain That's opportunities, right. obviously, and I'll I'll get into those with you. But I've gone out and I found a couple spots in the front range where I actually went out and caught some fish, yep. but I couldn't report on them the next day because the ice was so changed so much in yep. a few hours that I didn't want to send anybody out there. What are you seeing out there? You know, now? Same thing. So you know, we keep an eye on the front range and as far as the lakes, we've been seeing ice anglers on and again conditions. Bear Creek Reservoir, it's in a hole, it gets colder, so that freezes up first in the front range. That still has ice. Cherry Creek has ice. Chatfield has ice. But again, it's day to day. Last week, uh, for example, I was hoping to be on the ice four days last week. <laughs> Uh, guide trips, things like that. I was able to guide two of those four days at Chatfield. Um, and even with that being said, it's one of those things that you literally have to check. So I tell my customers, hey, we're scheduled for the trip. I call them the night before. Everything's set. Let's plan a meet at 5 a.m. And two of those days at 5 a.m., I went out there and, hey, we couldn't do it. You know, conditions have changed. And more so there's than... There's a 5 o'clock in the morning, too? Oh, there's a 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's my hours. I knew there was one in the evening because that's when you start drinking. Day, day's but, halfway <laughs> over at that point. 
Um, <laughs> but I, you know, so the biggest thing is like Chatfield Reservoir. I would say from the swim beach area and back, you know, you're looking at about four and a half to five inches of ice. You're getting a little bit of rot on the top inch, a little bit of rot on the bottom three quarters. The middle of the ice is still solid. Um, but the biggest concern we're having is all the cracks. So you get expansion cracks on that ice, uh, not so much pressure ridges, but more the cracks that are separating. And some of these cracks will pull apart a foot, and the ice isn't strong enough to step over it. You know, you're 10 feet from it, and it's starting to cave in. So it's more the, the cracks that are becoming an issue more so than anything else. In Chatfield, if you haven't been there, they started the reallocation project. So they are, they're working literally 24 hours a day rebuilding that park so it's open for spring. I, I have a quick question on Chatfield, yep. too. Uh, somebody said the water is down. So did they lower the water? It's it's a normal winter pool. It so, is? Okay, yeah, so they haven't changed. It's just a normal winter normal pool. Normal winter pool. Okay. They obviously lower most of our reservoirs in the in the fall, right. anticipating okay. spring runoff. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, spring runoff. Yeah. Well. But uh, it is lower, but it, it's 100% normal pool right now. But if you came into the park off of Wadsworth off the west side, when you come to the T where people could go right to go to Fox Run, Catfish Flats, the Beaver Pond, right. all that stuff, that's closed right there. So you cannot turn right when you come in off of Wadsworth. Road is closed, so you can only go left. The swim beach is also closed. So your first access point to the south side of the reservoir is what they call the Eagle Cove parking lot. And that's basically going to be where Deer Creek comes into the reservoir. So you're after walking from there all the way back, which is tough because right now we have two layers of ice at Chatfield. From Fox Run and Catfish Flats, that area going southwest actually has six and a half inches. It's good ice. But your nearest access point is almost a mile from that ice, so it's kind of hard to do. Then the other side of the reservoir, you can come in off of Titan Road on the south side by the South Marina, and you can basically drive to the river inlet there. Okay. Uh, it's just harder to get to the ice. And everything off the Handicap Pier, the main lake right there, is pretty rough ice. Hey, I'll, t I'll tell you a secret. Getting into spring, that river access, a lot of times, sometimes broodfish get put into the oh, lake. Definitely. You know? I sat under that bridge one time caught six trout that had moved up the river and this is in early early spring the smallest was 23 inches long absolutely it's that's a sleeper hole it isn't any more apparently no, now. You know, <laughs> people know but you know honestly chatfield gets a spring 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 run of rainbows as good as 11 mile gets people just oh, don't think about it unbelievable the biggest brown that i have still caught today still comes out of chatfield we go out on these night trips for walleye march and april 100 percent focus on walleye pulling big crankbaits and I can't remember a year in the past 10 where we haven't caught at least a 28-inch brown. Yeah, we oh. get browns to 33 inches because they're out predator feeding at night. We get these big, giant rainbows. We never think about it as a, as a premium trout fishery, but you go there in February and March to, that, to the South Platte coming in, it will blow your mind oh. at the opportunities. It's, it's phenomenal, and it's right here. People don't take advantage of it, and with the weather we've had. Oh, it's it's got to be running absolutely. unbelievable. And same thing, Chat, Cherry Creek's fishing great, but same thing. Cherry Creek's ice, I would say, is even a little bit more unstable than Chatfield. Um, you got to check it every day. Guys are on it. I'm not going to lie. People are out fishing, but a lot of people have broken through. Guys are breaking through on the shores. Um, I mean, it, it's not good conditions by any means. Um, so Somebody's you, you, raising their uh, hand yeah, over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's rough conditions. So, um, I mean, don't trust if you see people on the ice. Don't just assume it's safe. Oh, and I'll, I'll check was, things daily. I was out on Lawn Hagler. I wanted to just go out and catch. And right where I normally come down the boat ramp, there was actually, um, it was actually water. You know, so I couldn't walk out there. So I had to go on the other side of the dock that's pulled up, walk along the shore. And I saw some people out there fishing, so I checked. Finally got to about three and a half inches of good hard ice, which I, I'll trust. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily send somebody in that, but I'll trust. But I could see that it was not consistent. Yeah. So I, you don't have to go very far on line. Hagler drops <laughs> off real quick. Yeah. And the trout usually aren't deep. So I'm between five and nine feet of water, I caught all the fish I wanted. But I saw families out on the ice further than me. I was really afraid because they weren't checking the ice. Kids were running around. 
I was so afraid because people, if you're going to go out in these conditions, number one piece of gear is that spud bar, spud bar. and don't take two steps without checking yep. that ice. I mean, it it's, 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 and, and, it, and don't let what's by shore either way tell you what's going nope. on. Because <laughs> you go to Cherry Creek, those pools in the middle where those springs yep. come up, they sometimes never freeze, even in a cold Absolutely. winter. But you can get just enough to get a layer of snow. So, yep. you know, we want you out there, but please be checking. So what and do you what, what do you hear? in Cherry Creek, too, just something to throw out there before we move on is they have aerators out there for when you get high temps in the summer. So you get high temps in the summer, they have aerators to keep the algae blooms down. They, they purge those systems in the fall to make sure that there's no aerators going on in the winter. But every so often you get little air bubbles. And I've seen those aerators drip bubbles all winter. And you know as well as me, bubbles and ice are not good. No. So you get these bubbles coming up, they, they break the ice so you can get 20 pockets out there. You know, it's only the size of a manhole, but you step on one, you're going to go through. So we only got a, we only got a couple minutes left. What about the, the mountains? There's some. There's still some really great ice fishing you know, going on I, up there. Even though there's so many people on it, Antero and Eleven Mile are the two fisheries right now that I you you have to hit. So the big thing in Eleven Mile, I would say, is opportunity. So you can go to Eleven Mile, you can sit in one hole and you can catch big rainbows, and you can catch big pike. And it's early ice there. You know, we're still. You know, we have 12, 13 inches of ice. It's still kind of that early ice time. The rainbows at, at there are. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But the big thing that we're preaching, it takes until mid-January before the kokanee gather. But right. the kokanee bite at 11 mile is back. And that's huge because, Terry, we've had so many ups and downs in our kokanee population over the last 10 years. A lot of those opportunities haven't been there, you know. And, you know, everybody's talking about Blue Mesa, but, you know, where the kokanee are at at Blue Mesa, we don't have ice right now. Right. But 11 Mile has good ice. The kokanee are gathered. They're big. You know, we're seeing two-and-a-half-year-old fish that are 13 to 15 inches. Wow. Um, and you hit that school right. You can catch 100 in an hour. I, I mean, had, it, it's crazy. I had two holes close together one time on 11 mile, oh. one with a kind of a, a subtle presentation, one with a spoon, and my buddy had two holes maybe six feet away. Yeah. The school of kokanee went through, took my spoon and wrapped it around all the other three <laughs> lines. <laughs> that happened. Pull, they will pull your string through oh, the they, ice. They, they fight. Just, you know, a lot of people troll for them with a whole bunch of big yep. rig. They don't think they fight that much. Oh. Trust me, they fight. We're going <laughs> to run out of time here, Nate. Tell me, what, what do you got going on here? Tell me about your booth, your seminars. Absolutely. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on here. I'm doing hunting seminars. I'm doing fishing seminars. Today, uh, the lineup includes kind of two different events that we're normally used to. So today, you're hosting an expert walleye panel. I'm a part of that. That's at 1.30 p.m. And, Terry, we say this every time. This is a great seminar because no matter what I get on the tank and talk about, about I never can cover everything that you want to learn but in the panel you can bring your specific questions you can say hey I I am fishing Chatfield for example I struggle in March alone walk me through the bike and we'll cover things that you need to know so literally we have three phenomenal walleye anglers everybody knows electronics boats trolling you're not going to find somebody if it doesn't cover probably your topic that you're going to ask about um so it's here 1 come here you can ask your question you'll get some free stuff and it's great then after that at 2 30 is a brand new item here at ise and it's the legends of casting that's gonna and be uh, we've been uh, you and you guys <laughs> I got here at 9 thinking I was going to practice, and Chad was already up there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be intense. And, you know, I, I performed very poorly in practice on Thursday and today. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I tend to do well under pressure. So I'm hoping that when there's hundreds of people around, I'm hoping I gather my, uh, my skill level and I pull it off. But it, it's going to be conventional tackle, fly fishing. Um, it's going to be awesome. So I think everybody should come down there for well, that. There's just so day. much to come out here. We're out of time, Nate, but we'll talk to you. Also, you've got another seminar coming up, I believe, yep. today or yep. something. So we'll see you. All around. Uh, we're both here all day long. Come down and see us. Nate, yep. thanks for joining Absolutely, us. Absolutely, We'll talk in a little bit. We'll Terry, see we'll see you outdoors. Is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer.
Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer. We're broadcasting live down here at the International Sportsman's Exposition. There is so much to do. Please come down. I'll be down here all, do all day. Come and join us. And, you know, if you guys follow my column in the Denver Post, you know that I recently wrote a column on outdoor survival, kind of the basic survival if you're out for your day trips or hunting trips here in Colorado. A lot of information at the show down here on that same topic. And joining me, he's got a great presentation going down down, down here. You've saw, seen him on TV. and He's uh, Todd, the Wilderness Man Justice, and he's the... The star of Bushcraft Build-Off, is that right? That is, on Discovery Channel, yes it is. That's awesome. You know, you and I got to talk yesterday. It was awesome. And well, you know, the thing that uh, what made me feel good is like everything in the outdoors, there's differences of opinion. Definitely. But there's just a few things when it comes to survival that I think you just are critical. And when I hear people say they're not, it bothers me. I'm glad right. we didn't. We're not going to well, fight about yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I love, Terry, is that yesterday when I was talking with you, I loved having a guy that had just this wealth of knowledge as well it it was instantly i had this respect for you because yeah. we were talking the same language and you knew exactly what everything meant so that was awesome that's exactly i want to go over some survival tips before we do that tell people what you're doing down here okay. you, you're putting on some shows you got a booth tell them what you Definitely. got here yeah what i did is i brought out everything that i do i build my own knives we make our own medicines uh, we teach full-blown primitive skills survival urban survival how to make your own medicinal medicines out of the plants because nature is its own pharmacy. So what I want to do is put on these presentations throughout the day to educate people. I'm a passionate teacher, as you know, so to be able to share these skills and, and teach them the right way to do things, Terry, as like in your article, showing them the right way, the right approach to survival is my, my key here. And you're not only doing short-term survival, like when you're hoping to be rescued, you're, Correct. you're on a day hike or a hunting trip or a camping trip or even stranded in your car. Sure. You know, a lot of these things, you don't have to be out in the wilderness to get in trouble. Exactly. But you're covering, you're covering also when it hits the fan kind right. of thing. Exactly. You know? When that, the poop that, hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> that, that here's how you get by if, that, if things get extreme. Right. And so people, you know, and that's become a big topic with a lot of people nowadays. Definitely. People don't know where the world is going. Yeah, it is. We're in uneasy times. It's very temperamental. So what I like to do is take things from obviously a survival scenario, but a lot of times an emergency survival scenario, as you said earlier, can turn into a long-term survival situation. So I want to be able to give the people that skill set that if it is going to be two days beyond how do we get by how are we able to gather food how do we know where to look for water what's the right way to purify water what plants can I use what woods can I use to make a fire well you know and uh, my article that ran this week was mostly about long-term when there's hope of rescue within a day or two you know that right. but you never know That's and if you're not true. prepared um, there's been a lot of people who short-term haven't survived because they weren't prepared. Right. But there's been a lot of people who, where they're properly prepared, have survived for days and weeks till they could be found or rescued or, or things changed and they were Definitely. able to emerge. Let's talk a little bit. I know you've got your big programs on long-term survival, but let's just give a few tips. I'm headed out for a day hike in Colorado, whether it's winter snowshoeing or, or just hiking in the because the weather can change here so oh, quickly and so drastically. Well, and you you sell a kit too, also. Yes. So if I'm headed out or just being in the backcountry, I might be backpacking. I might be going fishing. 
and I do get lost or injured, what do I need with me from your perspective? You know, and that's what, obviously, we both love gear, Terry. You're an outdoor buff like myself. We love the latest and greatest gadgets, cool gear. But there's five essential items that everyone must carry. And day hikes, working for Mountain Rescue as long as I did as a firefighter, as a paramedic, as a flight medic, you develop this knowledge and all these statistics. So I created a kit years ago that I patented and designed called the Five Alive Kit. And what that does is it has five components within that kit. If you carry that kit with you, Terry, this is something you get into that day hike that turns into an overnight trip. My job as a survival instructor is to get you home safe to your loved ones. So number one, we include a knife. I include a carbon steel knife, Terry, and as you know as an outdoorsman, we don't want stainless steel in the outdoors because it's difficult to sharpen and I can't use the back of the knife to make a fire. Right. With carbon steel, I'm able to do that. So I want a good carbon steel knife. Number two in my kit is going to be the most important skill, I believe, which is fire. So I include a fire kit. And we have things in there such as a ferro rod, which is just the coolest gadget that everyone should carry because, as you know, Terry, that, that ferro rod is so invaluable because you can drag it in the water all day long and still make fire. You know, and I, I want to I hear more about what you have in there, but you read my article, and fire Amazing. is... Having both done search and rescue right. and have seen what happens, people panic in the outdoors. Exactly. And there's things you're going to talk about, shelter, water, all those things that are going to come up in your kit. To me, if you have the means to build a fire, your chances of survival go up so much because, first of all, people panic. Yes. And that fire calms you. It sets it's that it, confidence. It, it gives you that, that emotional comfort. Right. It keeps you in one place because, you know, the worst thing we find is we hate to find is where you've been right and 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 then it does give you warmth and signaling sure. too but go ahead i interrupt yeah you. no that's fine and and that is fire is everyone asks me you know tj what is the most important skill that you would teach and i always tell people fire because shelter is very important and shelter should be a priority in certain situations right. but with try to build a shelter when it's 20 degrees out and windy oh yeah. you need fire to warm yourself up get yourself in a position to be able to do that. So we also include fatwood, which is awesome. Everyone should carry fatwood in their, their kit. But we'll go over some of the components when you come out and see me. What I want to do is cover what's in the five lab. We've got our carbon steel knife. We've got our fire kit. We've got our signaling kit so we can signal for rescue. We've got our shelter kit, which is very critical. In that shelter kit, Terry, I include three Mylar blankets. One blanket for overhead, which becomes your tarp. One blanket to wrap around you to keep that radiant heat inside you. And the third blanket we put behind our fire when we build it to reflect the heat back on us. And the fifth element or component of the Five Live kit is our water purification kit. We have a metal cup in there too. And the biggest problem in Colorado or these mountain states is that people are eating snow thinking that oh. that's the way to hydrate themselves. Yeah, and, and they, the hy yeah. hypothermia, you bring your body temperature down, the worst thing you want to do is put that cold snow in your mouth. Exactly. Just melt it first. Uh, and Bingo. It's just, we only got a couple minutes left, and we'll tell them again how they find you when you get here. Yeah. But we also talked yesterday, and most tragedies, the stage is set before they leave their house. Right. They don't do the proper planning and telling somebody where they're going. And I think... 
you know, a handheld GPS is invaluable, but it's sure. not foolproof. I'm and, so glad and you brought that when up. When <laughs> I moved out here from Minnesota, nobody went out in the Northwoods without a compass. Yeah. And at least if they didn't carry the map, they at least looked at it so they knew what direction the river drainage or the road was that they could head to. Here I get people, they want to orient by looking at a mountain peak. You can be a whole drainage oh my over. Gosh, completely. At, so I think telling somebody where you are because it's search and rescue That's if we can narrow one. down where you're going to be and then planning so uh, you see that too the planning all the up. time and terry that is i'm glad you brought that up because i'm glad you brought two things up number one gps number two letting a pre-plan please tell somebody a day hit trip working for mountain rescue and you doing search and rescue when you go on these rescues and you're hoping they're rescues not body recoveries right we want to make sure when we leave for a six hour eight hour day hike that we are pre-planned and we let somebody know where we're at that way when 12 hours goes by and you're expected back home immediately the search begins if you don't know where anyone is or leave a damn plan what's going to happen well and i i think that if you your your how you approach survival, if you know help is on the way, is a lot different than if, if nobody knows where you are. Such a secure feeling. And the one thing that you brought up that is so important, and I'm so glad you brought that up, is people rely upon GPSs or their phone. Terry, those are battery powered. What happens when we're out there for a couple of days and the battery's gone? Also, I carry a compass everywhere I go, right on my little whistle. It's so important to carry a compass, but more important than carrying the compass is knowing how to read the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest. Oh. People can look at a compass and they lay it down. They don't know what the hell to do with it. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, and it's just some basics. Well, if they want to know more, you know, we're out of time. So when are your classes? What can they do? Today at 1.30, 4.30, and 6.30, I'll be doing some amazing demonstrations and classes out here at the International Sportsman's Expo. Come over to the Wilderness Camp. I've got everything on display. I love answering questions. Go to my website, tjthewildernessman.com. That's a great website. My radio show's on there. Everything you can listen to. Everything that I do, find out about all my upcoming classes. I'm going to be in Colorado in June teaching survival courses on a private ranch. All right. Well, thank you for joining thank us. You, wish Terry. we had more time because we never want, we, we always want people outdoors. We Definitely. just don't want an inconvenience to turn into a tragedy. Exactly. And with a few basic steps, you don't have to be an expert survivalist. If you learn a few things, you can sure make a heck of a difference. Yep. And thank they, you for your article. That was awesome. Oh, and thank Huge. you so much for joining yep. us today. Terry Wicks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. And, folks, if you haven't tried this, just go get one package. Trust me, even if you don't like smoked salmon, you will love this so much that you will go get some. We are broadcasting live from the International Sportsman's Exposition here at the Denver Convention Center. I will be here all day. And uh, I'll be here all day tomorrow, too. And there's just so much going on down here. There's kids' events. We have the demo tank behind us. We've got the fly fishing theater. There's vendors. We've got just so many people here. And we have one of our regular contributors to the show sitting right next to me. You hear him every other week on the radio with us. And we've got Corey from Co um, Colorado Clays. Corey, it's, uh, it's getting packed. It's getting packed. Yeah, there's people everywhere. Yeah, so people are headed down. You guys have a booth here. We do have a booth, yep. And, and you're here um, 
I think sometimes people hesitate, although you welcome people out to your facility. You love to have them come out, even if they're not going to shoot. You want them to come look around. Oh, yeah, just to visit. Yeah. Get the drive, figure out how to get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes they just want to know more before they take that step. So great opportunity here to stop by your booth and talk to you. And, of course, after you meet this charming lady, you'll want to go out there anyway. But... Tell people real quick, what is Colorado Clays? Explain. So we are a public shooting range. We're located about 30 minutes from right where we are here at the convention center, just outside of the city of Brighton. Uh, For those listeners that are familiar with Bar Lake State Park, we're just east of Bar Lake, um, right off I-76. Again, we're just a public shooting range. We've got trap, skeet, and sporting clays for the shotgun shooters, a 100-yard rifle range, and a 25-yard handgun range. Oh, And and i got to tell you, I want to... The, the, everything you have, just about every type of shooting available. One thing you have that really excites me is we are trying to get a back-to-basics movement going here this year at the fishing tank because we're trying to get more people that are hesitant to get in the outdoors. You really have the facilities, whether it's whether it's a family coming out, whether it's a new shooter, whether it's any type of firearm you want to get used to or try, to, and, tra- and classes and trainers not only can you come out and use the facility, but you can help them get started. Oh, yeah. We have got all kinds of introductory clinics, classes, private instruction. We are very family-friendly. Um, you know, come out. If you're a beginner, don't be hesitant. We've got rental guns. We've got great instructors. Um, yeah, just come out and give it a try. If it's something that you've been wanting to try, but, you know, you, you've been hesitant or you don't know anybody that owns a shotgun or a firearm, we have uh, classes, great instructors. Yeah, I mean, don't be intimidated. We're very family-friendly, very well-maintained, everything supervised. We've got great range officers, uh, well-educated, love to help people. And on the shotgun side, you really have courses for any level of shooter you've got some that are aimed at the beginner to advance clay shooting oh yeah well this time of year especially we love people that are coming out trying to increase their uh pheasant uh productivity if you will so yeah we can help the new shooters we can uh help you increase your percentage hit on sporting clays uh trap wouldn't take that. much to increase my percentage <laughs> oh mine neither I'll tell you. did i ever tell you my sporting clay story where no. well, we're and I, I, I used to hunt a lot. I do more fishing now. And I hadn't shot a shotgun in like seven years, okay? And, and, uh, and, and we had this celebrity sporting clays. It was for to raise money for a charity and all that. And guys like Carl Mecklenburg and, you know, Todd Helton, all these big celebrities are in it. And these are guys I know or I at least know of, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and I didn't even own a, sh- a proper shotgun at the time, so I had to borrow somebody's over-under, and it was somebody who was like seven feet tall, so it didn't fit me or anything. <laughs> so I'm whining and complaining the whole time before we start. And, and I got to shoot like three practice shots to get used to the gun, so we get going. I came in second. And Carl Mecklenburg oh. <laughs> comes over to my wife, Karen, and says, I thought he doesn't shoot anymore. And Karen goes, yeah, but he doesn't lose either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what we call sandbagging. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not, I've never shot it again since because I probably wouldn't hit a clay if <laughs> I shot it again. <laughs> yeah, you got to go out on top. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I do love the shooting sports, and I do, Karen and I both shoot. The only, I have another issue, though, and this yeah. is going to reflect on you, too, because oh, I'm tired of women shooting better than men. Do you see that a lot? Oh, yeah. Well, they're more, well, think about it. They're more, they concentrate, they're more meticulous, they're more better about practicing. And they don't come in with egos and preconceived yeah, notions that, That's so either. true. I was going to let you say that. I was going to yeah. go there. <laughs> but, you know, after you, we're going to have the Extreme Huntress on and talking about getting women into the hunting sports. And it, it is so important. And I think having you here representing, you know, Colorado Clays, it shows that, you know, there's women out there. There's women involved. They'll come and talk to you. They don't feel intimidated. And, and really, well, we got a couple minutes left. What will they find in your booth? 
So in our booth, well, what I love about the show is we have so many repeat and loyal guests um, that we see at the show, but I love talking to new people. And it's amazing. We've been open 21 years, and, well, of course, there's so many new people moving to Colorado, too. So right. we love making, you know, new friends. But so many people have never heard about us, and we've been in, you know, we've been in business for 21 years. So we just, you know, we show people the booth, uh, show people what we offer. Um, you know, chat with people about location, where we're located. We also have a great um, video um, that a video that's actually on our website, too. You can visit the website for that. That gives you a great visual of everything we offer, the rifle range, the pistol range, all that. So. And what's your booth number? 2313. Corey, thank you so much for yeah, joining you, us today. Pleasure. And we'll be seeing you over the... We'll see you today, and we'll see... If you come tomorrow and JR's there to anybody, <laughs> you're going to have to talk fishing with him. Oh, He's going to sure, yeah. show you all these pictures. But come by and stop by their booth. Thank you, all right, Corey. All right, thanks, Terry. And I think we're going to go right back to the phones now. And I think that uh, Kevin Mason from Honey Smoked is joining us on the line. Mr. Mason, are you there? Good morning, Terry. Well, good morning. It's so good to talk to you. You know, I, I, I love telling people about your product, and I love, I love eating it more than anything. And also, we're going to be doing kind of a special thing this year with you guys, I understand. Well, of course, I love doing special things with you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to be celebrating, of course, 20 years of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on radio, and you guys are going to be a big participant. We'll tell people more about that as we get into the year and all that. Also, um, i got to get a hold of you because I've been out to your facility, but Karen never has, and she's heard so much about the process. She wants to come out and see it. Why don't you tell folks a little bit what makes your process different, Kevin? Well, the secret's in the fire. The honey is not on the fish. It's in the fire. It's in the smoke. So when the honey drips into our secret firing system and it hits the fire, it causes a combustion explosion from the sugars from the honey. And it puts a seal on the salmon, locking in all those omega-3s. Uh, Terry, you might be a sharpshooter now because you've been eating my fish for the last many years. And that omega-3 is probably fine-tuning your eyes. So you well, might be one of the best sharpshooters around in that whole convention center. You don't even know it. Well, yeah, I think that uh, the honey-smoked salmon at my age is at least keeping me going. I know that. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, keeping you going, but it's good for the skin tone, for the eye, for the brain development, for anti-inflammatory, and maybe for sharpshooters. And it really is a superfood, Kevin. And, and you know what? I, I'm ready I, to eat superfood. It is. You know what makes me, I love it so much, is the fact that when I'm trying to eat properly, I eat honey-smoked fish company's salmon. And I feel like I'm cheating on the diet when I'm eating good because it tastes so good. No, you're cheating because you're treating yourself so well. And now you're, you're absolutely right. Where can they find it, Kevin? Well, we're in all the clubs. We're now soon to be at Walmart coming this month, at the end of this month. So it should be next month. We're at King Super, Safeway, Sprouts. Of course, all the local restaurants. Sam's number three restaurants are really good. And, you know, we're going to come down. You're a Colorado company. You've been a partner of ours for many, many years. We're so proud of your operation, Colorado Company. But what I'm really proud of is your product. It is just phenomenal, Kevin. Great family. Uh, Karen and I will be down to see you. Thanks for joining us. We'll be talking well, to you. Well, thank you, and I'm very proud of your show, too. I really enjoy being fun. Thank you so much, Kevin. We'll be talking to you very soon. Thank you, Terry. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. 
Jerry Weeks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. They have a huge presence here. We're broadcasting live from the ISC show. Come on down and kick some tires. But most importantly, I'll be here all day today and all day tomorrow at the aquarium demo tank come on and say hi to karen and i at least come say hi to karen she's kind of nice i'm i get a little cranky after three days at the show uh sitting next to me uh, is melanie peterson and she is the current extreme huntress is that right yes sir and that's quite a program we're familiar with that program because i think joining us on the phone is another person who is the extreme huntress jackie are you with us Yes, sir. I am with you, Mr. Terry. Hi, that. I like. I love you. We were just talking about you're so formal with me. How long have we known each other, Jackie? Um, almost six years. Yeah, 2012. And, and you, uh, you actually were uh, sitting right in this chair where Melanie is. That was those years ago when you were the extreme huntress. And the reason we have you both on is. We've always been really adamant and almost evangelistic about getting people into the outdoors, youth, anybody in the outdoors. But if you get the, the mothers, the youth, the family out, it, it really helps carry on the tradition. First of all, how are you doing, Jackie? Are you doing okay? Yes, sir. I'm doing very well. I wasn't able to make the show, but, um, but we are at least on the radio, and my friend Melanie is helping us out for our new organization that we started. And we're going to get some more information on that organization in just a minute, but Melanie... How did you ever get... Women don't hunt. What are you talking... What are you guys, you and Jackie? I mean, women should be staying home, cooking, so when I get back, isn't that right? Well, I'll tell you what. My parents were married on opening day of deer season, and I was born nine months later, so I think I was conceived to be a hunter. I've hunted my entire life. I've been a professional guide for 25 years. I'm an outfitter in Wyoming, and I'm very passionate about getting women in the outdoors, and I hooked up with Jackie through the Extreme Huntress, and... Uh, we just hit it off, and we decided we wanted to continue this journey together, and we've got some exciting stuff planned this year. And you have a booth down here. We'll tell people about that if they want to come and meet you. Well, of course, I was tongue-in-cheek about women hunting. I shared with you earlier that my mother was actually on a deer stand with me when I was 12 years old. My wife, Karen, has been up elk hunting with, her, with the boys, and she's uh, an avid shooter, and we do a lot of things in the outdoors. The only thing about Karen is that really bothers me is she outshoots me when we go to the range and she outfishes me on the lake. The only place I can outfish her is on radio. So that <laughs> but we're we're just we think it's so important. And you know, you two ladies are such a great example of how how we can get women into the outdoors because sometimes there's an intimidation factor because um, us men have egos and we think we know it all and 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 women get hesitant to start or approach the worst thing in the world sometimes is to learn from your mate or your husband or your spouse so having organizations that you know are, are have women based that cater to women helps them get into the sports jackie how did i remind me you got started at a very young age too right Yes, sir, I did. I started in a duck line picking up um, decoys with my dad and picking up shotgun shells when I was really, really young. And then as I grew older and started matured as an adult, I decided to pick up big game hunting and I picked up a bow and I just fell in love. And since then, I've just taken it to the extreme after winning the competition. And I just, I love it. It's something that I enjoy so much. And I just want to share that with other people because... If you go after it, you can kind of do whatever it is that you want as long as you have a passion to, to be in the outdoors. You're absolutely right. Melanie, how do you win Extreme Huntress? Tell us how you became the Extreme Huntress, the current reigning. Well, uh, Extreme Huntress um, has a competition every year, and this was the ninth year. And I was actually at the Dallas Safari Club uh, luncheon last year 
and I saw the judges on the stage and I saw these young ladies up there and I was watching what the awards program was and I got to looking into it and I just really liked the premise behind the program which is empowering women and getting them out in the out into the outdoors um, you know if you don't get to moms to get to the kids we're, we're beating a dead horse here and uh, I really wanted to get involved in that. It's something I've preached for many, many years. Um, I, I went through the tough years when you didn't see women in the, in the outdoors, and you dang sure didn't see a woman guide. So it was, uh, it, was, it was something that really struck my interest. I entered, and uh, of the many, many applicants, it went down to a semifinalist of 20 and then down to six, and we went to a head-to-head -head skills competition in Texas, um, the Wyo Ranch headquarters in Kerrville, Texas. Um, they hosted the event, and basically it was a week-long um, of filming, and there was uh, skills champion or skills competitions, including shotguns, pistols, rifles. Uh, there was a biathlon, and we actually did some hunting in the field. I think each of us killed three animals, and you're scored and you're judged on your ability, and, and we had an online vote, and I came away the winner. Yeah, and this isn't just some... Oh, yeah, I got my name drawn out of a hat. Both of you ladies competed hard for this. And I think, Jackie, you even went over to Africa to harvest big game, didn't you? Yes, sir. I, I went to Africa and hunted dangerous game and was on uh, Eye of the Hunter TV show. So I hunted Cape Buffalo and was very successful. And, you know, one of the things I think that's really happened, and we're going to run out of time quickly. I have so much we could cover. But one of the things that's really happened over the last decade is the industry is recognizing the need to make equipment clothing that's designed for women, shotguns, rifles, bows that are designed for different hand sizes, for different types, you know, because you know, no matter how much we talk equality, there are physical differences, thank goodness, I kind of enjoy that, in how men and women are put together. And it used to be women used to have to go find a pair of men's boots and a pair of waders that never fit them properly or a gun that never fit them properly. Uh, Melanie, you first. Are you seeing that really change? I am. I'm seeing the manufacturers kind of shift towards the uh, women in the sport, and they are modifying their equipment. So we're able to get well-insulated boots that used to only come in men's sizes, and we're seeing some modifications in equipment, too. Jackie, uh, how have you seen? You do a lot of bow hunting. Are you seeing more equipment that's maybe for the hand size of women and things like that? Yes, sir, I am, and I'm actually really tea tiny, and so they're finally making gear. I don't have to go buy an extra large in use anymore. I can just buy a women's small, and it fits to, to my stature of me being a little gal in the industry. That's great. We're almost out of time. Melanie, you guys are here. Tell us about what you're trying to promote and do. Well, this is actually Jackie's uh, brainstorm. Um, I know she's always been, she's a mom, and she's uh, really been involved in getting women with children even involved in the uh, outdoors. And she, she came up with an idea, and she started an organization called Take It On. And basically, we have a booth here at 2915, and we're just having conversations with folks and getting ladies involved and letting them know that there's opportunities out there for skills, uh, learning your skills. Uh, there's opportunities for women's only hunts. If you're intimidated by maybe asking a friend or you just don't have that opportunity, we're basically providing information where they can go. And I think the heritage of the outdoors, let's, let's face it, um, the family structure hasn't held up very well in the United States. So a lot of us, our dad or even our moms and dads, when we lived, and it was a rural society, we grew up in the outdoors. Now it's an urban society with a lot of single families. And if we want to get the benefit of the outdoors to a lot of the kids that are coming up now, we have to have the moms involved. We really do. Absolutely. Jackie, um, I just am so glad to talk to you, and I'm looking forward to when we can see you again. Um, any, any last comment before we let you go? 
Yes, sir, Mr. Terry. Um, and we want to make sure that we know that you don't, this is for anything. If you want to go camping, horseback riding, um, if you want to go hunting for the first time, anything involved in the outdoors is what we're trying to help and be a reference guide to, for anybody who has any questions. And that's what Take It On is going to be about. All right. Well, Jackie, thank you for joining us. And hopefully we'll get to see you in person very soon. All right, Mr. Terry, you have a wonderful rest of your time at the ISE show. Thank you, and congratulations to you and all you do in the outdoors. You've just been been a great inspiration. You're a tremendous lady. We love you to death. Melanie, we're going to have to wrap it up here, but tell people if they want to know more, how they find you. You've got a booth. Go over again how they find you here. Uh, We're at uh, booth 2915 here at the ISE show, and you'll be seeing a lot of Jackie and I throughout the year at different shows. But today, if you'd like to come by, um, we're happy to give you some information, talk to you if you have questions, and we actually have a little workshop going on tomorrow at 1.30. All right, well, that's great, and I want to tell you folks, we really are trying. We're, we're going all out this year, even at the demo tank, to get women and kids involved. Tomorrow at the demo tank, uh, El Norker is going to do a seminar at uh, 1130 that's getting women into fly fishing. Here would be a great time if you're interested. Come down. Al help design gear for women in fly fishing, waders and fly rods. Come down, meet Al, go to the seminar, and then go over and talk to the ladies over at the booth, the Melanie, and find out about their program. You could make a day of it. And if you're a family, bring your kids. Tomorrow we're having a kids seminar. Brad Peterson's going to do one here at the tank. How to teach kids to fish. And Shakespeare has donated like four dozen fishing rod combos we're going to give to kids. And what you do is you get here at 12 o'clock, you find Karen, she'll give you a ticket as long as they last, as many as we have. Then after Brad's seminar, every kid with a ticket that stays through the seminar is going to get a free fishing combo. So we're really really out to get the kids, the women involved. The outdoors is family activity. Nothing brings value better, better than the... Melanie, you just can't create memories and bonding any other way that the outdoors does. You can. It's all about memories. And, uh, hey, ladies, if you're here at the show, if you see me coming at you with a camera, you could be the next Extreme Huntress. We're taking auditions live here. Um, It's Anybody can do it. I won this competition at 50 years old. So, uh, honestly, it was the best experience of my life, and you can do it, too. We're out of time, folks. I am broadcasting live right now. We're going to wrap this up, but I am going to be at the International Sportsman's Exhibition all day today and all day tomorrow. Stop by and see us. Uh, Stop by and say hi. There's so much to do. Bring your kids down. Come down. Have a good time. We want you to... uh just join us every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on 104.3 The Fan, and we'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour in sports on 104.3 The Fan. There she stood in the door.